0: right where I wanna be. You're listening to Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny, a show where we will talk about finding beauty in the most unconventional places in our lives. So every week we'll talk about dealing with disappointment or overcoming frustration. Dealing with stuff that just gets under your skin and derails you. We'll also have amazing guests on here that are sharing their stories. So I'm your host, Shanna Strange. Let's dive in. Well, good morning. Well, it might be afternoon or evening or or morning for you, but for me, it is 7 o'clock in the morning, and I've chosen to record this episode super early as my life is uh, a little bit chaotic right now and I'm having to do things at odd hours (laughs) and so I uh, you know I've been going through a lot of transition a lot of chaos in my life a lot of a lot of stress and some frustration and I was feeling like this week just just for example just just to kind of give you a backdrop of what I mean is I uh I mean it's it's something else when your air conditioner goes out in the middle of you know August uh your daughter's getting married in a in less than a month so you've got all the plans planning and the parties and the the uh wedding showers that you have to attend to which are great but there's just a lot of you know involvement and movement and that kind of stuff and uh, and then your husband gets laid off in the same week, and your dog has surgery, <laughs> and you started a new job. So those are just some of the things that are going on in my life right now, and uh, you know, just all of those changes just really kind of have made me feel super stressed, super anxious um, and and not focused on the things that I should be focused on. and so you know keeping that balance of of knowing and keeping an eternal perspective even when your life is somewhat out of control can be challenging, but you know, what I found myself thinking about this morning was Colossians chapter 1, and that's what I want to talk about today, is this divine mystery that we have within us, and the Christ that we have within us, because I think when you find yourself in a season like I'm in, which I know a lot of people are in this season right now, um, you have to really kind of refocus and regroup and say, okay, you know what? What is life really all about? Yes, I can get caught up in all of the frustration, all of the anxiety of my life and the chaos, but I still know that God is in control. And I still know that Christ is head of my life. And so I want to take a look, kind of a dive into Colossians chapter one, because I was just so taken by it this morning as I was reading it. And I was reading it in the Passion Translation. So we're going to read that. I'm just going to just kind of camp out because I feel like this is going to release a lot of anxiety, not just for myself, but for you guys that are listening today. So let's take a look here. So this is Colossians 1, The Passion. Dear friends in Colossae, my name is Paul and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and destined purpose of God, which, by the way, I love. He's so confident and secure in his calling that he just says hey i've been called by god as an apostle <laughs> how many of us can say yeah i've been called by god as a prophet i've been called by god as a, as a pastor or as a teacher or whatever um most of us don't have that kind of confidence and security but he did and i think that's a great example that's just a side note um, my colleague Timothy and I send this letter to all the holy believers who have been united to Jesus as beloved followers of the Messiah. So he's sending it to all the holy believers, which I, you know includes us, even though it's been you know thousands of years later. <clears throat> um, that'd be united to Jesus as believers, uh, beloved followers of the Messiah. May God one our true Father release upon you your lives, the riches of His kind favor. In heavenly peace through the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Every time we pray for you, our hearts overflow with thanksgiving to Father God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your devoted lives of faith in Christ Jesus and your tender love toward all his holy believers. Your faith and love rise within you as you access all the treasures of your inheritance stored up in the heavenly realm. For the revelation of the true gospel is as real today as the day you first heard of our glorious hope. Now that you have believed in the truth of the gospel, this is the wonderful message that is being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth, just like it has changed you. Every believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. Our beloved co-worker Epaphras, who was there from the beginning to to thoroughly teach you the astonishing revelation of the gospel, and he serves you faithfully as Christ's representative. He's informed us of the many wonderful ways love is being demonstrated through through your lives by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Since we first heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives, making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. We pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing you do. Then you'll become fruit bearing branches, yielding to His life and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in His fullness. And we pray that you would be energized with all the explosive power from the realm of His magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. Now, here's where I really want to hang out for a while. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. He has rescued us completely. Now, God, he's saying God has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. Wow, just think about that for a minute. For in the Son, all our sins are canceled And we have the release of redemption through his very blood. This is the supremacy of Christ. We're going to read about that for a minute. He is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God and the firstborn heir of all creation. For in him was created the universe of things, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority, it all exists through him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made, and now everything finds completion in him. He is the head of his body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and the firstborn heir in resurrection, he is the most exalted one, holding first place in everything." For God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. That's a a powerful statement. God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original tent, restored to innocence again. So let's take a look. We just talked about all the things that Christ is. So I want to recap that a little bit according to those scriptures that we just read. So Paul is saying that Christ has defeated sin once and for all. Christ has completely and totally defeated sin. Now, I know if you've been walking as a believer for a while, that's not news to you. You know that. But I just want to encourage you that if you're walking through a season that seems really difficult, that seems like You know, you can't get a hold of maybe your anger or your frustration or your explosive temper. Or (laughs) you can tell what I'm going through right now. Or maybe you've, you've had this problem with, you know, some hidden sin that you just feel like I can never overcome this. Paul is saying Christ has defeated all sin. There is nothing in your life that you are facing that Christ has not defeated. And that's good news that's part of this mystery that Christ is in you and we're going to talk about that later how Christ is in us which is what what allows us to, to defeat sin in our life but that should be good news to you. second the second point I want to make about this is, is Christ is the true likeness of God. He is, he is the actual uh, physical manifestation of the true likeness of God. He is the portrait of what God Looks like what God is. And for me, that means every single thing He's ever said or did, I need to take that into consideration and I need to say, This is what God is. This is what Christ has showed me what God is, what He looks like, what He sounds like, what He talks like, the things that He says, what His voice sounds like to me, the way He responds. Christ, because we got to, because that was captured. In, uh, in, in a way that we could read and understand that into in, a book into our Bible. So now we know we have a recorded um, you know, we have record of what he his responses, his his actions, his words. so now we know that this is how God is. and this is how we should respond. this is how we should act because we have that representation, we know that Christ is. The actual physical manifestation of God and what he looks like, what he sounds like. This is really helpful to us as, as believers when we don't know. <laughs> you know, we're in a situation that we don't understand or we don't fully grasp what to do. Um, I'm not trying to make this into a WWJD episode, but man, it's really helpful when you can look into the Gospels or you can even look into some of the letters of Paul or other, other uh, writers of the New Testament. And see, you know, what they say about Christ and what he did and his His actions, his behaviors, and what he has done for us. It's really, really helpful. Number three, all authority and power belongs to him. And I'm telling you, this one right right here really speaks to me, especially with what we're going through in our nation right now with the election coming up. Um, You can get really caught up in, you know, thinking that, Uh, whoever's president holds all the power or whoever the greatest world powers are, they hold all the power. But, you know, that's not what this scripture says. This scripture says, uh, let's just read it again. Um, For in him was created the universe of things, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth and all that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority. It all exists through him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made, and now everything finds completion in him. What, I mean, what is that saying? He is the head of everything. It all exists to serve him. Not the other way around. He doesn't exist to serve it. It exists to serve him, and it may look like right now in our world that, you know, there's wickedness rising and it's really got the upper hand and it's in control and we're all going to be defeated by the Antichrist and all that. But he's allowing this. He's allowing it. He's allowing it to purge the earth and he's allowing it to um, separate the the wheat and the shaft. He's doing that so that his true his true bride will come forth. Those that have really chosen him will come forth. And that's what it's going to take, that, that level of persecution and that level of what we're dealing with in the earth. I mean, how else will we know who the true sons and daughters are? He already knows. But we, we will know because we'll see it. Because we will see it by people's responses to him. And I think it's just powerful to know that he is in charge of everything. And that he is allowing things to happen. So that can give you some peace and comfort when you're in a situation like we're in right now where we feel like, where's God? Is he even watching? I mean, yes. Yes, Jesus is, uh, he is everything else, every principality, everything else is bowing its knee to him even when it feels like it's not that should bring you some comfort i don't know if it does but it brings me some level of comfort knowing that even though it looks like everything in our nation is in chaos that he's still in control of that he's still god had a plan way before all this started happening and you can even look at your own life you know i i can look at my life right now side note but i think it's it's useful information um You know, I've told you guys a couple episodes back that I did get a job and I couldn't explain why I felt like I needed to get this job, but I just felt like I needed to get it. And lo and behold, my husband gets laid off. (laughs) So, you know, God knows. He knows exactly what's coming and he knows how to prepare you for it. And so we just have to trust him, right? And the next one is he is the, I'm sorry, he existed before anything else. That's that next scripture, uh, part of that passage where he's talking about everything that exists and um, that he existed before anything else was created because he was the word of God. He is the word of God. And by by him, everything else in creation was created because of him. And so he he's so powerful that everything in creation is, is coming from him he, because he is the word of God. And he existed before anything else ever existed, so he knows absolutely everything that's going to happen that has happened, that will happen. that's comforting to us that just shows you the supremacy of Christ that i think I think when we think about Christ sometimes we mistakenly see him, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. I mistakenly see him in some kind of uh, beat up looking white smock thing, you know gown thing. Um and he's he's kind of got long hair and he's just not he just looks like a peasant or something you know like he's the he's about to get crucified or he has been crucified we don't see him in all his glory the way that he really is and I think that that's that's damaging to us because we don't see how powerful he is he he very much veiled himself even even though he came and he was God in the flesh he veiled himself because he is so glorious. That he wanted people to follow him and to and to love him, not because of how glorious he was, but because of their pure love for him. It's the same reason that we want someone to love us, not because we're, you know, it, just let's just use an example. Let's just pretend like you were famous or, yeah, like you were famous. You wouldn't want somebody to love you because you were famous and you had power. You would want them to love you. Because they just love you. They love you as a person. And that's what he wanted. He wanted to be loved just for who he was, not not based on what he could do for people. So I believe, I personally believe that's why he veiled himself. So that the true followers would be the ones that would see him for who he really was and follow him. People like Peter, when he says, you know, who do they say I am? And they, you know, Peter says, they say you're like a prophet, like John the Baptist or Whatever that was, they said I can't exactly remember. But he said, "Well, who do you say I am?" And Peter said, "You're the Christ. You're the Son of God." Like he knew it, and and I believe that was revealed to him because his heart was right before the Lord, and that's something that is precious to God is when our heart is right before Him, and we we love Him for the right reasons. So He existed uh, before anything else. I don't know how it got off into that point. Okay, the next point is, he is the head of the church. So not only is he the, uh, literally everything in creation is existing because of him. And not just that, but he's also the head of the church. So the church gets its direction from Christ. And I know that can seem a little... um, I don't know, just maybe not true right now because there are so many people that, so many churches that don't seem to be following Christ. Yeah, it may not seem like uh, that Christ is truly head of the church when you have so much division within the church. You have parts of the church that, in in my opinion, believe some pretty crazy things that I'm like, and I'm sure they think the same thing about me, you know people who are um holy spirit filled and and walk in in what i guess would be considered charismatic ways there's a lot of people who think what we believe is crazy and then i mean there's just a lot of beliefs out there that are within the church that i'm thinking i don't even know if these people are truly could be considered believers of christ <laughs> you know but i'm it's not up to me and then you just look at all of the uh, just the division between denominations and how you know, if you're in the same town and how you're not allowed, basically, I just posted a meme about this the other day. I was like, hey, you can still be friends with people who leave your church. We're not in gangs. I mean, seriously, it's almost like, oh, you're not even allowed to be friends with somebody if they leave your church. I mean, just ridiculous things like that. And I believe that God wants to expand our understanding of what the body is. The body is not just one group of people, local gathering of people. It's The whole body universally. We are all connected by Christ. And it may not even seem like Christ is truly the head of his body, but I'm telling you, he really is. And I believe what we have been seeing through COVID 19, which has been horrible, I believe it is one of the things, the purposes that God had was a realignment of his body. And I do believe that we are getting ready for a coming persecution. And there are other prophetic voices that I've heard that are saying this that, um, that a persecution is coming, and that, and honestly, that persecution is going to weed out uh, the the real the believers that are not really truly God's. They don't really belong to Him. They're just kind of like wolf in sheep's sheep's clothing, hiding within the ranks of the body. They're not really part of the body, and that's going to be what I believe is the great falling away. Which is coming, we know that it's coming, and it's it's unfortunate and sad, but those people really, truly never belonged to Christ. If they're able to fall away, in my opinion, um they're they never truly belonged to Christ because I believe that when we really come to Christ and we give our lives to him, Nothing can separate us. Nothing can snatch us from his hand. So someone must have truly not belonged to him or they're willfully making that decision to walk away from Christ. They're saying, I've tasted and seen how good and amazing God is, but I've I've chosen to just walk the other way and to be, um, to be separated from him, which is, I cannot believe anyone would feel that way. But there are people who feel that way. Who've been so hurt in church, so hurt in, um, you know, maybe, uh, Maybe their mom died of cancer and they just can't stop blaming God for it. This is really sad, but it happens. I know several people that have been in this situation where someone in their life they really love died and they blamed God for it instead of understanding and walking in that knowledge of knowing that God has an eternal plan for someone, that they didn't really die. They're they're very much alive right now. They cannot let go of that and they choose to live in the reality of just here and now in this dimension and they cannot get over being angry with god and and because of that they choose to walk away from god i i hope and pray and i believe that people like that probably will come back to the lord at some point in their life if they're truly his but um but i I truly do believe you know to get back to this point that christ is the head of the church and that he is he is moving things around right now he's he is, we, we take a lot of this responsibility. I hear people say things like, you know, we just, as a as the body of Christ, global, we just better get it together. And I don't see how this could work out. I mean, the church is just so awful. I just want to, I just want to challenge you to stop saying things like that. It actually makes me angry when I hear people say things like that. This, this body belongs to Christ. He's in control of it. And when you say things like that, you're saying that he's not powerful enough to lead his body. That he's making a mistake. No, everything that is happening right now is part of his plan. And it might look bad to you, but he's in control and he knows what he's doing. So don't complain about it. Don't point out all the flaws and all the horrible things that are wrong with the body of Christ. He's in control of it. It's his body. Let him take care of it. Just pray for it. Pray for the people. Pray for the body. Um, You know, if you're that worried about it, you need to be on your face in intercession, not complaining about it. (laughs) I probably just lost a few people. Okay. He is the firstborn heir and most exalted one. He is the firstborn heir. Uh, Adam was supposed to be, but Adam uh, didn't make the cut. So now it's Christ Uh, because Christ in all of his perfection came and did everything that the father told him to do. He is the firstborn heir and has inherited everything. And guess what? He's chosen to share it with us. There is scripture to back that up that uh, he has chosen to to for us to share in his inheritance. This is a beautiful passage and he is the most exalted one. He's the favorite <laughs> uh, and he deserves it, right? By his blood, everything is reconciled back to God. That's the last point I want to make before I get into um, what it means for us. So by his blood, everything is reconciled back to God. This is a, all creations, what that scripture said. All creation is reconciled back to God. This is such a... a a promise of hope for us. So what does it mean for us? All right, number one, we are reconciled back to God. This is just kind of a spinoff of that last point. We are reconciled back to God because of his blood because of the blood of Christ. And so I don't know if you can get excited about this, but you need to think about this. If you're in a season where you feel alone or where you feel frustrated or where you feel overwhelmed with life Remember this promise. You have been reconciled back to God. Nothing is separating you now. By the blood of Christ, you have been brought near to the Father. uh, Where once there was division and you were not allowed to come into the Holy of Holies, you were not allowed to come into the presence of God and to uh, make your requests known. You can do that now. You can come boldly to the throne room of grace now. You have access to God himself to the throne room of God to make your petitions known because Christ has reconciled you back to God now before you wouldn't have been able to do that you'd have just been stuck man if something bad happened or you needed help or you were not whatever you could not you could not ask God for that because you did not deserve it but because of Christ and because what he did now you can when you come up into the Holy of Holies and you're making those petitions and those, the throne room of God and you're making those petitions known, God is listening to you because it's as if Jesus were saying it. Jesus has given you that much of a share in his inheritance to have the right to come before the Lord. This is incredible. Number two, we have peace through the sacrifice of his body. We have peace. Do you know how, what it means to have peace in a world like this? Yes, we have peace to know that our sins are atoned for, which is the biggest, um, to me, the most important point that could be made about having peace is just having the peace between you and God and knowing that He's not angry or hostile towards you, that peace has been made because of the body of Christ. But because of that, you can also experience the favor of God. You can experience God's uh, providence in your life, God's favor, God's direction in your life, God's, uh, you know, Providing for you when you need something. You can experience that because of the peace that exists between you and God because of Christ. And we can dwell, number three, we can dwell in his presence. This is all coming from that passage of scripture um, earlier. I'm going to just read the second half of it because I don't even think I read it. (laughs) So let's read that. So yeah, so I'm going to pick up in Colossians 1, 21. Even though you were once distant from Him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, He reconnected you back to Himself. He released His supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of His own body as His sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in His presence. I've already made some of these points. And now there is nothing between you and Father God, for He sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. If indeed you continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow upon. Never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in. And this is the glorious news I preach to I preach all over the world and the divine mystery. I can even celebrate the sorrows I have experienced on your behalf, for as I join with you in your difficulties, it helps you to discover what lacks in your understanding understanding of the sufferings Jesus Christ experienced for his body, the church. This is the very reason I've been made a minister by authority of God and a servant to his body, so that in all detailed plan I would fully equip you with the word of God. Here it is. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now is being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. So I love that passage. It's just beautiful. I want to just pick up. So the points I've made is, Because I just read the passage where it talks about what it means to us. It means we are reconciled to God. It means we have peace through the sacrifice of his body. It means we can dwell in his presence. It means there is no separation now. It means that God sees us as holy. And I just read that part where God sees us as holy and flawless. Can you believe that? That God sees you and I as holy and flawless. That just seems like, I don't even know how he can do that. I don't even know how it's possible, how, I'm like, do you have blinders on? Do you not see? No, that's not what it is. He literally, that's how powerful, that's how powerful Christ's blood was. That literally when God looks at me, it's not that he's not, it's like he can't see my flaws anymore because Christ's blood atoned for all of it and he sees the perfected version of me. Because I am attached to the divine, I'm attached to Christ, and His perfection is completely consuming me. So when Christ, so when God looks at me, He sees that perfection of Christ. That's amazing. So God sees me as holy, sees you as holy. And then number six, the divine mystery: Christ hidden us, hidden in us, the hope of glory. Yeah, that Christ is hidden with us. This is the divine mystery. Something we can't even explain into words or articulate that Christ is living in in us, and that because of that, that is the hope of our glory. That's why we could be going through the most awful season and still be okay, is because Christ is living with us, within us, and He is um, giving us this hopeful expectation that everything's going to work out for our good, that He's doing something that we can't even comprehend. That is beautiful, friends, and I hope that today, if you came into this episode feeling overwhelmed and frustrated, that you can leave, feeling lifted, feeling better, that you refocused your eyes on Christ, the only one who could save. And I'm out of time, unfortunately. I feel like uh, I just flew through that and didn't have enough time. But I hope you feel encouraged, so um, hang in there, friends, and I will see you guys next week.